Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. That then how did you, so then that plays as well into how you started to determine and know your own worth and your value, right? Mm-hmm. You started to know your worth and what it was that you would, okay, this is how much I'm charging for this because you, you attach, you started to attach value. Can you take us through that process? Cause people have a lot of psychology around, they don't want to put a pro like, I don't know. And you know, this almost like devaluation and false humility, or maybe it's genuine humility, but it's also a low self value, you know? Well, um, this is where it's really nice. I'm part of SAG-AFTRA mm-hmm. and the union sets the rates. So, uh, and the talent agents are doing stuff now, uh, are are supporting that. So I didn't, so the values were already set. Absolutely. Um, so that made it a lot easier. People who are non-union then saying, where am I coming from? They have rates that they're basing it on now that have been established, but, but still it's the way I describe it to the students. You can either, you can either do a, if I'm casting you and you're a beginner I will pay you less, not because I don't value you, but because I have to pay someone else to do more editing on your work. So I have to balance the same amount of dollars. So I can either give the money to you and less to the people on the back end or less to you and more on the people on the back end. So that's how you value it. What are you providing so that what you're, what you have is easy to take, easy to, to use rather than difficult. What do you see as the future of the, that's the, the future of voice? Because it seems that a lot of things are moving to, to voice when you have all the, even the, the apps that people are using, the different things that are people are, some people really love these things in their home The you know, talk to this, you know, this turn on or whatnot, or, and then even uh, I was a huge fan growing up of uh, listening to radio, even though we had television, now I was glued to the television, addicted to the television so much. My parents made me like pause on it, but <laughs> I still would go to bed and have my own. And then I would turn on Larry King and I listen and I listen to some of that radio theater where people were acting and, you know, it's the Westerns or, and I'm sitting there just imagining what it was like. And I almost feel that people are starting to go back to a place of the pendulum is swung back the other way where people are, are starting to cultivate you know, imagination again with just the power of voice. And uh, what do you, what do you think about the future of where voice can go and, and how basically is it, is it, is there a lot of opportunity for people with, with the podcasting and with even voicing for, you know, a lot of these different things coming out? Well, I think that there are a lot more opportunities out there. I mean, just everything speaks, right? (laughs) So, but the thing that, uh, that people are worried about, as I call it, the Jetson syndrome. You know, we've uh, since the since the cartoon, the Jetsons. I mean, it was just so funny that they could talk to people on a TV screen. Yeah. Well, that and that was the future because you couldn't do that. No. Uh, and no. so, so this and but then they had Rosie the robot. You know, so we've wanted robots. So robots are there, and uh, and AI voices and that sort of stuff. So it's. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk about how 
you know, how artificial intelligence and how the voice, you know, voices are being used to create, to create that. So um, there's always going to be good performances. There's a lot of work that has to go into the technology of putting an AI voice out there. So it's not just me talking and then I record it and I edit and send it out. So what for that hour, it's going to take a day to do that amount of work to make it sound good, typically, not always, but um, so at currently at this way, things, the way things work. So uh, I think there will always be a lot of voice work because it's a major form of communication and people are not reading as much. People want to listen. It's true. People move more to, I mean, probably an explosion in audiobooks and things, even though I, there hopefully people took the time that we had as, as the whole kind of whole world went through the modification to slow down and read. I mean, I love reading. I mean, as you can tell, but uh, I, I think there's, there's still a huge, uh, as you put it, a huge opportunity for voice. What, what are some of the current projects that you're working on next and how can people find and avail themselves of the different ways that you put out for people to go through training and coaching? Cause that's, it's, it's huge. And even in your own process, you talked about meeting with some of the pioneers and, and some of the people who are you know, established and how they helped in your process? Yeah, what, um, when someone comes to me and they just want to, uh, to work on becoming a voice actor, I, uh, I send them to, to read the book, down, uh, get the apps and, and watch the podcast. I said, now that's going to shave off thousands of dollars wow. and, and your practice, but you got to practice it so that, so, so that now we have a language. It's like, um, well, what I teach is sort of, I guess it comes from the music background. You have to learn the scales before you can play the song. And there are a few people who have good ear training, uh, and, you know, and that are just natural and can perform. Those are rare. Most people have to learn the scales. So once you have the scales, you can put together any tune, any, any job, but you got to have that foundation. Then we have to uh, then work on how do you then so now based on that, let's see how much you're in your head or in your body, how much you're trusting, because trust is the main issue. So then that's where I will just do uh, private coaching and uh, and then, you know, work on demos and produce that and help them get established in the business. Um, if I'm working with a podcaster, it's uh, sometimes it's about the team. How do you um, build the team so that it's all supportive? You might remember this one chapter about uh, 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 pitfalls, people, and problems. So, but I I wrote that because the majority of people I was coaching would then say, "Well, I thought it was going to be 50-50, but it's become 70-30. How yes. do I deal with this? Or I'm doing this, but I want to move to this next stage. So uh, I so I work with them about how to get uh, how to get more funding. You know how to then go out to uh, look at their pitches and say your pitch is uh, needs needs refinement because I'm looking at it from an outside person just going. But I, you're saying too much, and I can't. I don't know what exactly what you're what you want. I don't. I'm not getting the ask right away, and the and how that's going to benefit me. I think everything comes back to. The person you're talking to, this has to benefit them. And it's not about us. We're just the vehicle of truth to help someone else. It's big. It's big. So uh, where, where are the websites that they can find you at? And um, 
just some of the resources that you have available because you talked about uh, your everything from the podcast to the apps to the, so where can people find you at? Where- okay, let's go. Well, everything that they that they want to find is in my, uh, is on my website. And that is elaineclarkvo.com. Uh, so that you, so it's e- e- Elaine Clark without an E at the end of Clark, because people go, the Brits are like, what Clark without an E? How odd. So, but anyway, that's, it's just, uh, or you can type in real talking tips. Dot com And then that will also take you take you to the website. And then it shows my background, what I have to offer. Uh, the podcast is there with the blog and the audio as well as the as the YouTube. You know, I have a YouTube channel. I'm, you know, on the various um, audio uh, podcast sites. If they want to search for that, they can either search under Real Talking Tips or, or under Elaine Clark. Same thing in the app stores. You know, they can look for just Elaine Clark apps and then both of the apps will show up there. So, um and now, of course, the books are through Amazon. So I, uh, both of them are through my um, Skywars Press, my publisher. So um, anyway, so everything is, but I just all compact on the website. If people just want to go to the website and just go, then it has the click throughs right there, you know, that makes it easy. But you can go to any of those other places and find it. You know, the it's, you know, uh, it was kind of funny because once again, organically, my, my publisher uh, that that did the sec- the third and fourth versions this is the fourth version of there's money where your mouth is. Uh, I was originally with random house. Um, then I, then I moved over. Um, then they, they had called me and said, we think you should write a book on, on podcasting. It's called voiceovers for podcasting. Are you interested? And I said, sure. So I did a hundred hours of research uh, on it. And then I thought, well, what would I want if I was developing it and using some of my radio sales and background in that about vertical and horizontal, you know, formatting and about, you know, team building and about some other things. And here's the technical stuff that everyone tells you, but I'm going to make it more about the creative approach to go about having a really cool podcast. So uh, that you're just going to think from a creative standpoint, rather than I'm just going to throw something out there. So um, anyway, so that's where that's, um, uh, how everything kind of evolves. And then people say, well, where's your podcast? I was like, you know, you're right. I don't have one because I was busy. You know, I, I ran a school for 32 years before selling it. And then I, you know, I, I, I had, I was directing and producing and coaching and acting, you know, I just like my days were full and my family was going, can we see you anytime? You know, would love be really nice. Um, so, so now, um, so that's why I thought, well, part of it is just, let me just put this stuff out there because people still need the training of extra stuff. But if we can just, if I could just make it easier and more affordable for people to get the foundation so that they can learn the scales, they can understand the stuff and then say, am I doing it right? What am I missing? Because that's what I was, that's the the hard part is, is knowing something, but knowing inside you that something is not quite clicking or it used to click but it doesn't click now because of age and life experiences and how the world is or whatever it is. How does that, how do we get past that little hurdle, which we all have in life? That, that is, I think that's spot on. One more question for you. Uh, can you talk about some of the projects that you found that you worked on that were cool for you that you kind of, that you still kind of can nerd out about? Maybe it can be a toy or a game or a cartoon or something that you thought, well, I really enjoyed that. That was actually fun. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.